You're listening to Danny and Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Is it just me? Is Hello. anybody else here? I'm here too. Okay, you. Yeah. Mike Greenberg. Is Mike I didn't Greenberg go present? Away, guys, I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, get out of here, Greeny. I, I think the funniest part about this, and again, we're all pretty mad right now uh, on the inside because we should have had this fixed earlier, and it took them a really long time to help us. Them, the powers that be. But no, the, no, you know what? This the is amount the amount of, of the amount of text that we have gotten. Hey, do you guys know what's going on? Has made me laugh because it is in the hundreds, if not thousands. At this point, well, what do you do when you know something's not working? Like, do you just do you just shut up and then you're like, oh, there might be dead air somewhere? <laughs> I don't know. I think you just power through it. I, I don't know. And then we stopped, and somebody was like, no, no, turn off Greeny. It was like, sir, if we could have done that, we would have. <laughs> Green Greeny's still not here, right? It's just us. It's just us. We've we've, yes. we've got it back together. Uh, it is Danny and Gallant. The fortunate part about this is we can just we, we've already had a dry run through most of our material. Yeah, so I know, we'll but the, the first the first run was so good. I'm, I'm like now you're just going to get antagonized, Paul. I'm sorry. I'm probably going to be mad the rest of the show. I'm sorry in advance for getting snippy with any small little moments. The Mariners are a good team. They showed that last night. They had a good start from their guy who has been their best pitcher who had not been very good. They had a good rally. It was a good, solid performance. The bullpen wasn't perfect. The starting pitcher wasn't perfect. Marco Gonzalez gave up a absolute titanic shot to some guy named Connor Joe. Which, Connor Joe is a funny name for a baseball player. I like it. It sounds like something straight out of the late 1800s. I, I will say this, though. Very much like Khalil Green. Like, Connor Joe does not sound like what, or look like what you would expect <laughs> a man named Connor Joe to look like. Yeah. And I'm just, it, it, that's not bad. It's not a bad thing. I was just saying, I was like, if I introduced someone as Connor name. Joe and it was a, a, a long haired Asian American man, you'd be like, oh, that's surprising. I did not expect that name. Same with Khalil Green in a sh- shortstop. And like, yeah, it was a white dude that played for San Diego. It was one of those, the, the ethnically surprising uh, 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 players with their, with their nomenclature. The long hair did not surprise me because that is something that you would think would be coming out of, you know, it's a little bit of a uh, waterfall in the back. You, Connor Joe sounds like a very Southeastern name. The Mariners had a good game last night. And that's what I came away from. You know what? This is a good team. This isn't a team that we should be sitting there poking them and saying, hey, are you going to fall off a cliff? Are you going to fall off a cliff? We're more than halfway through. They've, they're in their third month of playing good baseball. I don't know if that's going to be enough to get them to the playoffs. I know that it has earned them the right that I believe ownership should be making additions. That yesterday's game was a good sign. It's not like Marco Gonzalez came out breathing fire. He was still having to work around trouble, and he did give up that titanic home run to Connor Joe. But, you know, it was a good game. It was a good game all around. And the Mm. Mariners should feel very encouraged about that. And us as fans, it's a good team. It's a good team. We shouldn't be surprised when they fall down two runs and then end up clobbering their way back into it and winning six to four. The first go round before we had the Mamby Pamby man talking over us, I asked, what defines a good team? And I feel like it's not necessarily what the Mariners are, if that makes sense, in that they are a team that is above 500. But to be a good team, don't you have to be a serious playoff contender 
to classify yourself in that way because they're almost a playoff contender. They're still hard to take seriously. And while what they did last night is the mark of a good team where I think you win a clunker. I don't know if that was a good win as much as it was. You didn't play your best and you still won, which is, I think, the sign of a good team in all sports. Like, if you play against a team you're better than and you're able to get it done, even if there's some hiccups along the way, good. But a good team, I've thought about it. I, I, I don't know that I can quite go there. I don't know what it will take me to take to change my mind. You don't think they're good? I think they're above average. That's good. No, I think there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. We gotta have a scale, right? Well, so let's create the scale right now. So you got you have uh, awful, there's, which is there's... when two radio shows are playing at the same time. <laughs> you have average, which is I would say you know. Around no, no, 500? no, no. There's, there's different. Okay, let's. There, there's the truth. There's deliberately awful, like teams okay. that are deliberately awful, right? Like that is a different category of they're bad by design. The, the Miami Dolphins a couple years ago were bad by design. The Houston Astros for a series of about three years were bad by design. There are teams that are out there that are not expected or planned. The Baltimore Orioles are bad by design right now. So there's the bad by design. Then there is the. Thought they'd be okay and are awful. Thought they'd be okay and are terrible. You know who's in that category this year? The, the Minnesota Twins. People thought the Minnesota Twins were going to be okay. And, and they're awful this year. And then there's average, right? They're just like, meh. You could take them. You could leave them. Some of those teams are a potentially bad team that's playing a little bit better. Or a team that was going to be good that's kind of middle of Then there's average. Then there's good, right? But you have to have a set amount of teams that are good. You can't make everybody be good. Because if everybody's good, then that kind of lowers the standard of what good actually is. That's at least the way I look at it. And I'm a picky little panda. So I look at basically where the Mariners are right now in the overall scheme of things. And when I compare them to Toronto, when I compare them to New York, two teams that they have better records than right now, I don't think that they have more of a claim to being good than those two teams. Because those two teams do things that the Mariners can't say they do yet. The Blue Jays lineup is a nuclear arsenal from 1960s, 1970s Cold War era where it's just like they can't, they can't stop building nukes. Mm-hmm. The Yankees, you know, are someone that can eventually be a giant pain, and they have won seven of their last ten. So they're warming up. The Mariners, meanwhile, you're seeing what they're doing. You're very appreciative of what they're doing. But are they really better than those two teams that they have better records than? And I think we're going to find out the real answer to that, not based off of you know the, the, the next couple of games. It's, it's when they have this 17-game slate where they're playing the Yankees and the Rays and the A's and the Astros. That's, I think, when we're legitimately going to figure out whether or not they're good. I think right now we can't say they're anything more than above average, which is not supposed to be a, 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 you know, a, a neg, if you will. It's just where they're at at this point in time. Good is going to require something else. What that is, I do not know. Better performance from Marco Gonzalez? Because you kind of got that last night. Were you encouraged by what you saw from Marco? That's, I guess, what you're looking for, a step in the right direction. Were I, you encouraged? I, I don't know if I can say encouraged, but... Really? I, I mean, it's been so bad. Like, how can you be encouraged, really, by anything that's not what we saw from Marco Gonzalez last year, right? Well, but he pitched five innings. He allowed one big home run. He competed and got out of... I thought he looked better. Scott Service 
definitely thought he he looked better. I was encouraged by what I saw from Marco Gonzalez. Here is the Mariner skipper Scott Service on what what he thought of Marco Gonzalez five innings that he pitched. The key to tonight's game was really Marco Gonzalez, no question about it. He got us off to a good start. Uh, kind of looked what we're used to. He looked like what we're used to seeing out of Marco. Uh, the cutter was a bigger pitch for him tonight. Uh, had a little bit more break to it. Uh, he got some ugly swings on it, which is a good sign. Uh, I thought he did a heck of a job, and you know, gave up made the one mistake there uh, in the fifth inning for the two-run homer to to Joe. But other than that, it was really really encouraged, happy uh, the way he threw the ball, and then. There are some promising things there, and I think that there were a couple of glimpses in his previous start before everything kind of went to heck as the game wore on. I think once we see him getting into the sixth and him still feeling like he's got, like where he feels like he's still in command of the game, I think that's that's what I'm looking for. I'll say it's a step in the right direction, Danny. In- encouraging, though, it's hard to feel like anything's encouraging just given how bad the season has begun for him, you know? Like, at this point, it's like, oh, he's finally showing up. Okay, uh, do I do I say that I'm encouraged by that, or am I more annoyed that it's taken this long to get to no, that No, you're encouraged, because they were, they were six games above 500 without that from him. Now they're seven games above 500. He took a step in the right direction. It is expansion draft day. The Seattle Kraken, they've already logged their picks for the expansion draft. We're going to get a little bit of insight into the names we expect to be unveiled this evening at 5 o'clock right here, 710 ESPN Seattle. Chris Johnston, Hockey Night in Canada, joins us next. You are listening to Danny and Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Paul just brought this up. And it's a good point. Thanks for bearing with us this morning. Seriously, we love you guys, and thank you for staying tuned, because we know it has been a messy morning as far as the many voices that have been blasting hot takes onto the air. Yeah, double-take programming, never a good thing. Thank you for sticking with us, and this rest of the show is going to be very, very good. Starting right now, we've got Chris Johnston with us, NHL insider from Hockey Night in Canada. He joins us on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. Chris, thank you very much for joining us and taking the time today. No problem. Good to hear from you guys. And big day in Seattle sports. It sure is. We get to loot and pillage the rosters of other teams. Are we, are we about to become the franchise that is persona non grata in the NHL because we're going to come with our sticky fingers and steal some players? Maybe for some of the executives because I do think this this uh, is a bit of a pain for them. You know, all NHL business has been held up for 72 hours essentially by Seattle, you know, the other GMs can't do anything right now to improve the rosters. They're wondering what's going to go on. I think from a fan perspective, you know, and I, I live in Toronto, so I'm all the way across the continent, and, and so maybe not as close to it as you guys, but I get the feeling that the people like what the Kraken are doing, just the, the color scheme, the name. They, they look like an organization that wants to have fun, and so I think at least initially, um, you know, you'll be kind of everyone's second favorite team. That, that's just the vibe I get from other fan bases right now. I did get a kick out of the Calgary Flames tweeting this morning. Good morning to everybody but the Seattle Kraken. I feel like that's the proper way to be welcomed into this league. So we're going to figure out, it seems like, some of the picks that were sent in at 7 this morning or by 7 this morning by the Kraken as the morning progresses. But who is the best possible player that the Kraken could get today? And what are the odds that they actually do pull the trigger and bring that guy in? Great question. You know... It's, it's tough because 
there's, there's two big names that jump to mind when you say that. Carey Price, the goaltender for Montreal, and Vladimir Tarasenko, a winger from St. Louis. The, the issue both of those players have is health. You know, in, in Tarasenko's case, he's had three shoulder surgeries in the last couple of years. Carey Price currently has come out of the Stanley Cup final with, with the knee issue that he's going to see a specialist about tomorrow uh, down in New York. And so, you know, those are probably two of the biggest names, two of the most accomplished players, two guys that I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on and, and still have future success in the NHL as well. But, you know, they're, they're not certainties, I think, because of the health situation. And as a result of that, I don't know if it makes much sense. Well, it makes, there's, there's an argument for the Kraken to take them, but it's not as much of a slam dunk as it would have been two seasons ago when, when both were a little healthier and maybe viewed differently. So, you know, I, I think that, that those are the, the two I think of. You know, most likely probably, and this won't be as exciting, probably the most valuable assets the Kraken are going to come away with is, is what they're going to be able to do with selecting players and trading them somewhere else. I, I think that, you know, over the course of the next few days or a week, you know, we'll see them take guys in the expansion draft tonight and flip them elsewhere for future picks. And then you're going to have a team that has good players, tons of future assets, and going to have a fair amount of cap space. And as a result, I think that they're going to be, you know, it, this is just the start, I guess, of what I'll say, the team building process uh, where they're, you know, going to be advantaged over most of the competition around the league. We're talking to NHL insider to get a scope on exactly what the Seattle Kraken might do. And Chris Johnston is with us from Hockey Night in Canada. Chris, you brought up Carey Price's name. A lot of conversation about him. Uh, a great goaltender. You mentioned the health questions. Have you gotten any indication of whether this, the Kraken are leaning t- towards selecting him or leaning away from it? I don't have any indication. I'll be straight up. Like I, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, There's some other ones where... I, I have a stronger feel what was going to go down, but it seemed like no one wanted to show their cards here. Um, you know, obviously the Kraken, they've had a lot of balls in the air. I, I think that they've done a reasonably good job. I mean, look, you can't keep this all secret. I mean, as of 7 a.m. this morning, they start informing players that, that they've selected them. Those players tell their agents. I mean, names are going to get out over the course of the day. You know, they, it can't all be saved for the reveal show tonight. But, um, you know, with the, the price situation Neither the Canes nor the Kraken are really showing their hands. And so I haven't heard anything here in, in the 45 minutes since that list was due to the league. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's, one of the, it's sort of like a Faustian bargain. It's, it's a decision you almost don't want to make because if you pass on Carey Price, that could be sort of a defining decision in its own way. But if you take him because of the health circumstances, because of how large his contract is and, and the AG is, you know, it, it, it's, it's a really difficult decision. And I don't know which way it's going to break. I know if I was... In Ron Francis's shoes, I'd be inclined to take him. I would bet on his past. I would bet on his pedigree, and I would bet on, you know, really one of the class guys of this generation. I think a great player to start your team around. But, you know, that's don't confuse that with me saying that that's what they did because you know I don't have any indication that they did. The the Las Vegas Golden Knights have changed. I think the outlook certainly for expansion franchises in the NHL and maybe e- even in other sports, the possibility of being able to be a championship team. From from the beginning, from your inaugural season, uh, is is that a realistic expectation for for what Seattle fans should feel that hey, that's possible, or was the Golden Knights was was that really a fluky convergence of circumstances? Yeah, it was a Disney movie. Honestly, the whole thing it was a lot went right, and I'm certainly not trying to take anything away from them. They did, they did a great job with their expansion draft, and and you know the way they built their team out. But you know, I don't think anyone should set that as as 
I mean, I guess internally, look, if you're the coaching staff and you're talking to the players, you know, when training opens in a few weeks' time, yeah, you're going to say we want to be a championship team. But I think re- more realistically, you know, I think that, that fans should be looking at that making the playoffs of being a competitive team and of building it up over a couple seasons. And, you know, maybe you, you strike lightning in a bottle twice. You know, I, I don't know that that's possible. But the, the beauty is the way the NHL, you know, made the expansion rules for Vegas, they've kept the same ones in place for Seattle these are two ownership groups that paid a lot of money for their their franchises. The expansion fee was high, and so they deserve to get good players. You know, I, I don't think anyone wants to see uh, any any sort of you know. There was an eight win season, I believe, the Washington Capitals in the seventies as an expansion team. You know, no one wants to see that. You know, I think that that the team should be able to be competitive. You want to you know get get fans a reason to be excited, and and I, I think for sure you're not going to see a laughing stock team, a losing team. You know, they they look like they. You know, no matter how they go with some of these picks, they, they should be competing for a playoff spot if everything goes their way. Chris Johnston from Hockey Night in Canada with us on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. This is entirely based off of my own, uh, Chris, haphazard tea leaf reading, but based off of at least what I have been combing through on the internet, it seems like Florida goalie Chris Dreiger, Calgary defenseman Mike Giordano, Chicago forward Damon Nikita Zadorov, and Toronto Center, and this is based off of that video that was released yesterday that might have been an actual reveal of who they're taking, but Toronto Center, Alexander Kerfoot. Can you confirm on any of those guys as far as what you're hearing who might actually be members of the Seattle Kraken when we're talking about the roster in a couple of hours? Yeah, so in Florida they did reach an agreement with Chris Dreger, uh, the goaltender. He was he was going to be an unrestricted free agent, so Seattle had an ability to, to negotiate a contract with them which they did, and, and so that makes him the Panthers' selection. You know, the funny thing about that Leafs video you mentioned is a second video emerged that I just saw this morning with another player off Leafs, and so we have a second shoot. Oh, no! <laughs> so I, I, I really can't tell you what they're going to do there. I think Kerfoot, though, is likely to be the choice, but but certainly not confirmed. You know, two other players I'll put on your, your radar. They, they've signed an agreement with Adam Larson from Edmonton. He's a defenseman. They signed him to a four-year contract. He's in a similar spot to, to Dreger in that he would have been a free agent, so that'll be the pick from Edmonton. And it sounds like they have a deal in place with Jamie Alexiak, another defenseman from Dallas. And, you know, if you, if you want to look at an early trend that we're seeing with some of these names that we're getting is you know, I think that you're going to see them take a lot of defensemen, or in this case they signed to, uh, because, you know, those are going to be valuable trade chips for them. So tonight, you know, when everything's said and done, they might have 12 or 13 defensemen. You know, you, you play six in a game, you usually carry eight on your NHL roster. You know, if they end up with those players, I think you'll, you'll see some of the defensemen claim tonight flip in subsequent deals You know, made in the next few days. He is Chris Johnston, uh, Hockey Night in Canada, NHL insider. You usually operate at a graduate level. I feel like you were giving us remedial courses as we try to get <laughs> up to speed on hockey. I, I hope we didn't dumb down the conversation too much for you. Uh, it, it's been really fun to talk to you. This is fun. It's sports. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no snob. I, I'll talk on any level you want to talk on. Well, I, we appreciate it, and we're probably going to look you up here in the future as we try to get up to speed yes. and get excited, because I know that we're very excited in this area for the Kraken's uh, first season. It starts with the expansion and, draft tonight. And next time, we'll give you a little intro with the Hockey Night in Canada theme song, which is glorious, and we're glad that we're finally going to be able to have it as a part of our lives, in a way. Awesome, and I can't wait to get to Seattle. I was there once on a, on a personal trip uh, with my wife, but I've, I've never visited for professional reasons, and I'm sure I'll get to a Kraken game here soon. Fantastic. Well, it's going to be great. Thank you very much, Thanks, Chris. Chris. All right. Be well, guys.
All right, that is Chris Johnston from Hockey Night in Canada. It is Danny and Gallant. We got Mariner tickets to give away. We got an expansion draft that's airing on 710 ESPN Seattle tonight. That'll be at 5 o'clock. Mike Salk, Bob Stelton, John Paul Morosi. Michael Bumpus joins us next for Blue 42.